If you struggle with your emotions, stress, anxiety, or trauma from your past and want to know some ways to help release what is trapped within the body, you are going to love this conversation with one of my favorite TikTokers, transformational breath coach, Todd Newman. We discuss our views on why people are simply struggling far too much and what they can begin to do about it. Just to note, we do talk about psychedelics and Todd's open and honest experience with them. Remember, they are illegal and in no way encouraged to experiment with after listening to this episode. You are listening to the Mindset Change Podcast and I'm your mindset coach, Paul Shepard. If you're new to the show, welcome. Please subscribe to help the show grow. It really does make a difference. And more importantly, so you won't miss another episode. And welcome, Todd Newman. Hello, Paul Shepard. How are you doing? I'm light, I'm loved, and I'm feeling blessed. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really, really good. I've been excited about this conversation. I just had a lovely walk along the seafront. Uh, it's beautiful sunset out there. And I was wondering what sort of things we would talk about today, because in our first conversation, lots of different things come up. But I think one of the mm-hmm. big things that we should really talk about, because listeners of this show have an interest, I know, in breathwork. And I know that you're a transformational yeah. breathwork coach. You have a program, which I'll put details of mm-hmm. in the show notes. I want you to tell me, what is transformational breathwork? And how would it benefit anyone listening to this show? Wow. Transformational breathwork. First of all, let's just go into breath work. The ability to use your breath to significantly and immediately change your state. Now, transformational breath work specifically is very like a few other breathing techniques. And what it is, is conscious, connected breathing. This is not a shallow breath. This is not a slow breath. This is deep, repetitive, circular breathing. So the transformational breath work that I teach is all through the mouth. So it's all through the mouth, into the stomach, into the chest, relax and let it go. It's like this continuous circular wave. So you can clear out all of these emotional blockages, traumatic blockages, mental blockages, because most of us don't realize that the thing holding us back from living the life we want isn't because we don't know enough, isn't because we don't have the resources. It's because we have yet to let go of the stuff that is really getting in the way of the infinite flow of love, abundance, and joy. So transformational breath work is designed to allow people to let go and to step into their power. Wow. Okay. So just a couple of questions about that. Um, we're taught, we're all told to breathe mm-hmm. in through our noses. They're like the mouth is the exhaust. You should be breathing in mm-hmm. through your mouth and you're saying do the opposite. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? <laughs> Definitely. 100%. You should always be breathing through your nose. Your nose has five functions that your mouth doesn't even have. But the reason we're breathing in through our mouth is because it triggers that fight or flight response, that sympathetic nervous system, which is where a lot of our traumas, where our pains, where our emotions are stored. They're stored in the body. So you're basically simulating this elevated state of stress So you can clear it out because if it was stored with pain, you have to release it with pain, right? Because when you feel, you heal. So this is simulating that and it is intense. It's not easy. 
it's breath work for a reason. It's not called breath and chill. And uh, your body will be full on tingling. People get something called lobster claws. It's, we call it tetany. And uh, it, it's an experience. So the reason is because you're triggering that sympathetic response on purpose so you can heal the stuff that you've stored there. Okay, so you're on purposely triggering trauma within someone using breathwork. In, in a sense, yeah. it's more triggering that nervous system and allowing yeah. you to access it. Uh, okay. um, think about it like this. Okay, if you've gone through life, right, and your body is a house and every painful experience you've ever been through, you collect a trinket, you collect it and you store it in your house because if you don't feel it, you're not processing it. So you have all this shit in your house and you've been doing it for 20 years. The house is filthy. It's full of junk. You're not going to go in there with a little duster to clean it. You're going to come in with a leaf blower. You're going to come in with a shovel and you're going to really clean that out. That's what this breathwork is. This is bringing the intensity. This is bringing the fire so it can burn away all that is not you. So you can really step in your true self. Love it. So what? Do, so when someone comes to do breath work with you, that transformational breath work, and they're clearing out that old house, yeah, you know, the old cobwebs are all disappearing, mm-hmm. all those trinkets, decluttering. What sort of things do people tell you? Do, what do they? What do they experience with this type of work with you? Yeah. So I just had a group breath work session. Over forty people there, and the reviews and the experiences were life-changing. They say, I have stored trauma for probably 10 years of my life. And I feel like I just finally released it. I have been in therapy for five years, but I feel like I release more and processes more in one hour of this breathing. They tell me I have never felt this joy. I have never felt this connection. One lady just said, literally, she's like, I've been doing the work for years. I've been meditating. I've been, I'm I'm a Reiki practitioner, but today I felt like I was touched by God. And I was like, wow, that is powerful experience. Right. And it's not because it's the secret technique. It's not because it's the the magic of me. The breath is our connection to something deeper. Mm. And there is this infinite deep connection that's within us at all times but these emotions, these traumas, this pain block the flow. So this breath work allows you to release that so you can actually get in touch with you actually are, which is infinite, creative, loving being. Right. And uh, yeah, so that's just a few of the experiences. Yeah, yeah, that reminds me of Eckhart Tolle talking about the pain body. We're in a new earth and mm-hmm. he talks about it. I think he talks about it in The Power of Now. But so in a way, you're, at, you're yeah. triggering the pain body to release through breath work. I mean, is that, mm-hmm. do people get upset? Sure. You know, do they fear losing control when they're doing this type of breath work? Or is there, do you make it sound so happy? You know, and these, these wonderful experiences. What, what do people experience with, if they were to come and work with you? Because if, if they're going to do uh, group coaching, for example, would I be crying on camera? What, what am I expecting? Yes. You would. Yeah. You'd be bawling, crying, <laughs> screaming. The first time I ever experienced, I I wailed like a little baby, Paul. Okay. For 10 minutes, I wailed like a little baby because I was processing stuff I went through as a child, stuff that no kid should ever have to witness or go through. But life is life. We go through shit. But the, the thing is, we don't know how to process it. We aren't taught how to let it go and experience it and process it in a productive way. 
So yes, I have people crying, screaming. We uh, cathartic body shakes. Uh, people get angry. They start hitting their their pillows. This is a deep somatic release. So we also do a, a scream. So almost towards the end of it, we hold our breath. We allow all the emotion to build up within, and then we let it all go with a cathartic, loud as you can, deep, full body scream. And uh, after, you just want to float into pure bliss because it's truly amazing how good you feel. Paul, when's the last time you did a full body scream? Uh, Most people haven't screamed since they were a baby. I cannot remember. I think it might have been during an athletics competition, maybe. But um, I think I want to come to one of your classes. I want to. I want to scream. Uh, I want to let it all out. You know, I said I think it's. Uh, it sound, yeah. It does sound absolutely amazing. So I have to ask: How did you get into this? How did you discover breathwork to this level? Okay, so the the seed that was planted was on accident. It was an accidental seed. I didn't even try to come across it. I I was actually doing psychedelics. I was on a mushroom trip in the middle of the woods all by myself, right? And before I got to where I was going, I was trying to put on some music. But you know, I don't know if you know how it is, but it's hard to see when when you're on mushrooms, right? So I accidentally clicked the Wim Hof technique. I didn't know what it was. I did it completely on accident. He says, Lie down, sit down, whatever it takes. So I lie down right in the middle of the forest. I lie down and I do the breath work. And at the end, it took me to a place I had never been. I was no longer just a body. I was no longer just taught. I felt one with everything. And the moment I had a question, instantaneous answer, not from this brain, but from something greater. And the voice came from every single direction. And I asked the question what we all want to know. Why am I here? What is my purpose? And that voice said, you are to be a breath of fresh air everywhere you go. Wow. And in that moment, my <laughs> okay. mind was blown because I'd always thought your purpose is an occupation, right? But in that re- that moment, I realized your purpose is something that you can do and be throughout every area of your life. And I was like, how can I bring this breath of fresh air to people? Oh, teach them this, right? So I just got obsessed, started learning about all the different yogic breathings, pranayama, uh, Wim Hof, Tumo. But then I got exposed after four years of researching to this breathing, transformational breath work. And it shifted me forever because the, the facilitator, he was like, you might feel full body tingles. I was like, yep, felt that. He says, you may feel extreme peace. Yep, felt that. But then he says, Okay, emotions. Emotions may come to the surface. You may need to cry. You may want to scream. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what? I've never experienced that. What what does he mean? And he says that you get to a state called transient hypofrontality. So you are no longer in that analytical conscious mind. You are now in your subconscious, right? So you are now where all of that stuff is recorded. And it allows you to process it. So 15 minutes in, I start seeing visions of my childhood. And I start crying like a little baby. I start processing that emotion that I didn't get to feel as a kid. Okay? So after crying, screaming for 15 minutes, at the end, I had never felt so clear. I had never felt so at peace. And then I had this realization. I had the memory, but the emotion was no longer attached to it. And there was a quote I once saw that says, 
A memory without emotion is wisdom. And that shifted me forever. I became obsessed. I dove right in and had to learn it. So yeah, that's how I got into it. Wow. And um, what do you think would be your biggest aha from the work that you're doing in regards to, because there's lots of different areas that you're looking at. You talked about psychedelics. Um, here in the UK, by the way, completely illegal. And uh, so uh, I guess in the, in the States, you can do these things. Here too. Here too. Uh, is it? Okay. Well, oops. Um, can't recommend that. But obviously, uh, disclaimer in the show notes or something like that. But, um, is it illegal in all the States? You know, there are lots of people talking about it. I, we don't know. It's t- t- totally illegal here. But is it illegal everywhere in the States? Or Yeah, it's totally illegal here as well. Okay. Okay. Um, unless it's like religious practice for you. Oh, okay. So that's the that's like the loophole. Ah, uh, okay. But it's it's not for me. Okay. <laughs> you must have been praying at the time, I'm sure. <laughs> but what would you say was your biggest aha yeah, moment that came from all of this? <laughs> what would you say your biggest aha moment was that came from your breathwork, that transformation? Okay. I would say that. All throughout life, I was trying to gain this new knowledge, these new skills, this new ability so I can create the life I wanted, right? And I tried so hard for so long and I still, I was getting little results, yes, but I wasn't creating any true transformation in my life and I was confused. But then through the breath work, I realized it wasn't because I hadn't learned enough. It wasn't because I didn't do enough. It was because I was trying to build on a shaky foundation, Mm. Right. So it wasn't what I needed to gain. It was what I needed to let go of because the majority of our problems stem from our inability to let go, let go of beliefs, let go of ways of thinking, let go of trauma, pain, people, places. We hold on to so much. But when you're holding on, you're not open for new life to come in. So my biggest aha moment was the majority of our problems stem from our inability to let go. And if you want something that will speed up and give you a shortcut to letting go and transforming breath work is for you it's not easy it is intense you will have to feel the shit that you've been storing but on the other side is true transformation and that is what i'm all about i love it i love it. the letting go there's a a great letting go process from dr david hawkins i don't know if you've ever seen his book it's called let it go funnily enough uh but he talks about how we raise consciousness mm. uh we raise frequent uh, our frequency levels through the willingness to let go so instead of being stuck in your anger and mm-hmm. fear and in your trauma, the willingness to explore letting go can begin to raise your vibration. And then you can do a very simple let it go process, which he talks about in the book. And by doing that process, you can begin to feel a bit lighter. But it sounds like yours takes it to another level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's a continuous thing. So there's this energy within you, right? Okay. Some people call it prana, mana, chi, ki whatever, Shakti, this life force energy that moves through you, its natural way of being is to bring the stuff to the surface, right? Because when it wants to flow through you, it raises it. But on top of the energy is the pain that you're storing, is the thing that you don't want to face. So when it comes up and you feel it and you relax into it, then it can move through you and out of you. But a lot of people aren't willing to do that. When that stress, that worry comes up, they do something to distract themselves. They, instead of dealing with it, they push it back down. 
So they keep that blockage there and they're unable to feel the true joy, the love and the peace that is available to them because they're unwilling to feel, to heal, to relax into it and to raise that consciousness. So do you think that's what's going wrong with Western society at the moment? I say Western society because it could be anywhere anywhere on the planet, really, that this inability to let go is what's causing so many of the issues that we're facing right now? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I think the biggest part of it is them seeking something outside of themselves to feel better within, Mm. right? They're trying to feel this inner void with something outside of them, and it's never going to work. You have men slaving their life away because when they become a CEO, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be good. Then they get there and they're completely unfulfilled and depressed, right? And Tony Robbins says the biggest failure is getting everything you want and still feeling unfulfilled. So I believe in the Western world, why we're so off is because we're trying to do the work outside, but unwilling to face what's going on in here. No, I absolutely 100% agree with that. I think the biggest mistake, and we all have made it, and we all might still try to do it, is to try and change our our, our reality, mm-hmm. to try and change how we feel on the inside, to fill the void that we can fill. But we'll always get the message, won't we, that we've got to come back to what's going on within you. You know, big neon sign. Yeah. <laughs> change it from within. <laughs> it is. It is. It really is. And it's, it's, it makes me sad, but the beautiful thing about it is I think more people are finally becoming aware because you could have the house, you could have the love, or you could have all the most beautiful things in your life. But if your habitual state of your inner world is pissed off and sad, your entire life is pissed off and sad. So if you can learn to enjoy this moment, you can learn to fall in love with this step of your life because it's not about a destination. It's about a dance. Mm then you win. You win the game because people who enjoy life, it's better. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. You've got got that vibe about you that you're loving your life. You know, I watch your, um, you know, I found you on TikTok. I loved your vibe, loved the energy. And you you can tell from your engagement from people messaging you how much they they really appreciate that. So obviously you're doing something right here. But what would you say to someone who says, well, it's all right for, it's all right for Todd. It's all right for Paul. You know, they've got it made. They're all very happy. I've got all this shit to deal with. What would you say to someone who's struggling right now? Yeah. Who's struggling mm, right yeah. now. Okay. This is the biggest thing to realize if you're struggling. You are not your struggles. You are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. And I know it's hard to tell somebody this, Mm. but this is how I see it. Okay. Take a deep breath in. On that exhale, closing the eyes. Whisper hello in your head. Hello, hello, hello. Keep whispering it. Okay. Now scream hello in your head. Okay. So if you were the voice of the mind, then who is the one who hears it? You're ready for true growth. When you realize you are not your problems, you are not the voice, you are not the thoughts, but the observer behind it all. And when you can step into the observer and become aware that you are aware, instead of putting all your focus on the mess within your mind, then you can allow it to pass. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Nothing in life that's worth achieving is easy. But I'm telling you, if you're struggling, it does get better. No storm lasts forever. And it is always darkest before the dawn. 
So uh, to sit in that seat of awareness, that consciousness state is how you transcend your pain. So I, I'm, um, you know, I think anyone who isn't aware of their thoughts will think that they are their thoughts. It's the same with feelings. If you're not able to be aware of your feelings, mm. you'll believe you are your feelings. So again, it's what would you advise to someone who's thinking, well, that sounds lovely, but how do I do that? How do I become <laughs> aware of my voices? I can say, hello, hello, hello. That's all, you know, and I can, I can observe that, but what do I do next? What do you do next? Mm. Like I was saying before, the natural inclination of that energy is to bring up all of the stuff that's bothering you. So you use life as a training grounds, not just when you're meditating, not just when you're in a good vibe, but every little annoyance that comes up, you watch it come up and you choose not to get caught up in it. When somebody cuts you off when you're driving, <laughs> you're getting so upset, you're screaming, you're yelling you are not affecting them at all. So why would you upset yourself about something that's not going to do anything else to them? It's like taking poison and expecting the other person to hurt. So my advice is to use every little annoyance throughout the day as training. Return to your breath. Return to the seat of awareness and ask yourself, do I want to react or do I want to respond? Because if you're reacting to life, you are a victim of your environment. But if you can learn to respond and to take a few breaths and allow that emotion to move through you, then you become the creator rather than the victim. Mm. And uh, yeah. Nah, was, so what to do? Yeah. What would you say? So what would you say? Become the awareness. You become the awareness. <laughs> become the breath. Yeah, become the breath. So what, meditate, uh, do a breath class, do one of your courses. What What's helped you the most besides, um, you know, breath work? But what has helped you become aware of that voice inside your head? Because that was a game changer for me. I never understood what people meant by that. Then suddenly it clicked. And I never, I never saw the world the same way again when I became aware of the voice inside my head. Because mm -hmm. I, I thought before that, I thought, well, Definitely. I'm thinking it. So that must mean something. Then to realize it didn't. <laughs> what? That changed everything. What? Yeah, yeah. So what would you recommend? It did, yeah, right? Yeah, it it's so powerful. So yeah, the breath, okay? It's the first thing that you do when you come onto this earth, and it's the last thing you do before you leave. The breath accompanies you throughout every experience you've ever been on, okay? This is the key, guys. So every single emotional, mental, and physical state has an associated breathing pattern. But the phone works both ways. It's a two-way street. So when you're pissed off, you're breathing in this way. When you're happy, you're breathing in this way. But if you change the breathing before the emotion, your emotions will follow because then you create a neurochemical change within your body. So now you're flooding the body with feel-good chemicals even though you're going through stress. So if you can learn to take control of the breath when you're going through an emotional or stressful state, you can shift yourself no matter what you're going through. And the quality of your life is the quality of your habitual emotions. So when you learn to do that, you become the creator. You learn to take control of that. And that is huge because if you can do that, you tap into something more. You tap into a life of creation. I feel like that's what we're all looking for. Yeah, I agree. And I think another thing that when I had anxiety, like I had a panic disorder, I think why what you're doing is very important is 
the mistake that traditional therapy makes, coaching, um, you know, psychiatry, it all focuses on the mind, all focuses on the thought process. Mm -hmm. And trying to uh, think mm -hmm. your way through and a feeling problem is really difficult. So when you're moving into the breath work, you're yeah. soothing the part of the body that's under alarm, that's under stress. And it becomes much more easier to think mm -hmm. your way through something, to have more clarity. But I think that's one of the biggest problems mm -hmm. that traditional therapy faces is that I think it's a little bit out of date. It needs to come more into the body. And I think breath work is a wonderful way. And it's a simple way to begin to help someone move forward. Definitely. I always say you can't solve the problem on the same level it was created, which is in the mind. Our problems are within the mind. It's not what's happening to you. It's the meaning mm. that you give to what's happening to you, right? And our mind is only 5% of our entire being, right? There's 5% conscious. 95% is the subconscious, unconscious mind, so getting beyond the analytical talking voice and really diving into who we really are, which is this culmination of experiences, that's what our mind is. That's where we need to change. How do you do that? You get beyond that talking voice. You get into a deep theta alpha state so you can reprogram yourself on the deepest levels. You do hypnosis. So that's what you're all about, right? Getting people beyond that mind so you can reprogram their core beliefs. And when you reshape that, you reshape their entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, so tell me some some more about hypnosis. I'd love to hear about that. Well, do you know, I was listening to Joe Dispenza earlier. And something that I keep hearing more and more that relates to your work a bit, going back to the subconscious mind, is that they're looking at more the subconscious mind being within the body, not the mind. We often think of the subconscious mind as this like, mm -hmm. almost this like another level at the back of the head. And I think Joe is talking about it actually is, is within the body. We're looking at the mind being within the body. Mm -hmm. We are, are of the body. And if, as not, you're right, 95% is of our brain's activity is subconscious mind, but it's so interlinked, you know, our, you know, our second brain within the gut. And working with, and again, mm -hmm. that's why I love hypnosis. I love, uh, you know, I always do within meditations as well, throw in a few suggestions because when you, when you go into that relaxing state, yeah, the subconscious mind opens like a flower. Yeah. And it's ready to mm -hmm. receive. Whereas mm -hmm. just getting someone to think about something sometimes goes in a bit, but those are hard moments. There, that's when that, the subconscious yeah. mind is going, give me, I get this. And we're going to change that core belief mm. at the root. So what you believe before, you're not going to believe again. And we've done that throughout our time. We, you might have believed in Father Christmas at one point or the, you know, the tooth fairy. You know, apologies if you yeah. still do. But um, again, it's core <laughs> beliefs change very, very easily once you begin to ask the right question, once you begin to tap into what's, what, why do you want to hold on to this? And meditation, so, um, hypnosis mm -hmm. is all about encouraging that to change from within. Very simply, very gently. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. What, what, did you want, what do you want to ask about it? <laughs> no, I was just curious because I'm so into the thought of hypnosis. Mm. Like I know how for the first seven years of our life, we're in a brainwave state that's called theta, mm. which 
in our active brainwave state, that's the state of hypnosis. That's when your subconscious is, like you said, open like a flower. So if you can learn how to get there on purpose and reprogram these old beliefs with new ones, the ones that you do want to think, act, and feel, then you recreate your entire life. And that's what most people are missing. Like I said, I was trying to learn all of this new stuff, build on a shaky foundation. And you can't create an empire on a shaky foundation. It has to be on something rock solid, like believing you are worthy, believing you are loved, believing that anything is, uh, what is the word? Anything is possible, mm. that you can create the life you want. But when you feel like you're not enough, when you feel like you are unworthy, when you don't think you deserve love or wealth or abundance, it's so hard to create it. You can say all the affirmations in the world, but it's not really changing you. Because you're trying to do it consciously, but you don't feel it. I think, right? A lot of people try to think themselves into a better way. Yep. Feelings are electric, emotions are magnetic. If you want to magnetize the life that you want to you, you got to get into feeling. Feeling is the magic. Yeah, yeah. I, what were you going to say? I was about to say that um, my mentor is Dr. Benjamin Hardy, and we do a lot of future self work. And uh, actually, a meditation that I've recorded, mm -hmm. which comes out the same week as this interview so it should be at the day so if you see it it comes out the day after this interview uh, one of the things that i love to do okay. is um, the, what drives us is our future more than we realize and if you can't picture a future of high hope then you can feel anxious stressed and depressed more in the present moment you really activate that pain body but when it, you begin to tune into mm -hmm. the idea that um in the meditation i got someone to think about how we can feel love right this very moment. So it might be remembering who loves you, a pet, it could be a family member, how, you know, what love do you have to give? So you can, you can create that feeling of love now and then leap forward into the future thinking in a future, what am I, what, what's my life like if I'm loving myself more, I'm more deeply connected with the people around me in a loving way. And by creating that leap forward, mm -hmm. you're create, you're using, you're tapping into the psychology principle of prospection. It will drive us forward because we're beginning mm -hmm. to now see a future where I could be more loving. And you can do that with abundance. You can do that with freedom. Yeah. You can do that with creativity, anything. And the mm -hmm. meditation was created just to go deeper into the subconscious mind. It's about 20 minutes or 25 minutes or so. Uh, but it's really nice, deep work, mm -hmm. but that's what I like to do. And I think combined with your transformational breath work, release and then project. That's my idea. <laughs> We're going to business. Um, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I, I do that at the end of every single, um, breath work journey. We have a 30 minute guided meditation. Nice. I allow them to sit there. I allow them to just feel and tap into something higher. Then I take them through their past. We do some inner child healing because mm. we all still have that little kid that still lives within us. Yep. The one who maybe didn't get enough love or enough support or feel like they were heard. We heal that. We love that. We give that what it needs. Then we dive into our future. We live as if it's happening now because your brain doesn't know the difference between a scenario you're creating in your head and one that's actually happening. So if you're constantly replaying this bad thing that happened in the past, you're feeling it as if it was happening now. But you can do the same thing with projecting your future, like you were saying. So creating that beautiful, abundant, loving life, your body now recognizes it as if it's happening now. Now you fire and wire new neurological connections. Now you're literally activating and upregulating different genes for health, for growth, for love. 
And that is powerful. You can change your entire physiology, your immune system, just by focusing and feeling into a desired future. Mm. So that's badass, Paul, that you're creating those. I feel like more people need to understand that. Yeah, I love what you're doing with that as well. As I said, I'm going to have to come to one of your classes. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question, um, just moving over to, because we're talking about the mind a lot. We're talking about the subconscious. We're talking about projecting into the future. Um, I want to ask you about transcending the mind. And what does that mean? Mm. Transcending the mind. (sighs) Like we say, going back to the awareness, consciousness, the Atman soul, the truth of who we are. Because when we talk about you, Paul, there's your brain in there thinking, there's your heart in there feeling, and then there's you, the one who is aware that you are aware, the one who is experiencing all that you are going through. If I say, who are you? And you say, Paul Shepard, that's just a title you were given at birth. And then you start to tell me about your life experiences. Okay, what about before you were that? Oh, you say I'm a, an adult male. What about when you were a baby? The you that has been in there that entire time, the you that was you before you got a name, a title, that is what transcending the mind is. Michael Singer has a beautiful, beautiful analogy that I want to share. Think of yourself as a bird, okay? And you're a bird who came down to land on the water. You're floating on the water. You're loving it. It's a beautiful day. But then you love it so much that you forget you can fly. And some days are amazing. The waves are nice and soft. The the sun is shining, but then a storm comes. And now you're getting drowned by the storm. Now the water, the waves, that's your mind. Your soul, your being sits on top of the water. Okay. So when it's nice, you're like, wow, this is great. Life is great because your mind is nice and gentle. It's not too crazy. But then when the storms come, Life is horrible. You're drowning in your mind. But if you can realize, the longer you can sit still, you realize you can't control the water. You can't control what happens outside of you, but you can control what happens in here. You don't have to sit on the level of the mind. You remember that you can fly, (laughs) that you can become the observer. And no matter how bad the storm is down here, you can remain in this elevated state, this elevated place. That is when your outer world no longer dictates how you think, feel, and act. And when that happens, that's when you step into the creator self, co-creator of your reality. And oh man, that just gets me so pumped because I feel like not enough people know how to do it. Yeah, why not? uh, I just want to create the simplest formula for it. What? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why are we struggling with transcending the mind? Why is it such an issue for us? One, because we weren't taught. We weren't taught as little kids that we weren't our mind. We weren't taught that we weren't our feelings. We're so caught up in this external world that we forgot this is where we truly are, right? We weren't taught that we weren't our mind or our feelings. So we get caught up in it because it becomes our reality. We're stuck as this bird on the water, constantly affected by the waves of your mind and life. But I feel like it's just lost teachings. And uh, most people just want to create the American dream, at least over here, the American dream. You go to college, you get a job, you get a wife, and you you become the CEO, and then you're good. No, you're not. No, we know that. You're not, because your world is still 
What? what yeah, no, I was just thinking of if that worked so well, then we wouldn't have the mental health crisis that we have got going on um, in various countries in the world. Here in the UK, it's hugely high. Everyone's striving for this average nine to five lifestyle just to get through and pay their bills and it's making them completely miserable mm -hmm. and even the ones that are breaking away from mm -hmm. it you know the here in the, in the uk the right-wing media are like you're woke you don't you should be doing this nine to five job you should just be grateful you know it's this whole diatribe towards people who are trying to break away and do something different you know then, then they get criticized for it yeah but then you just look at our nature. I mean, uh, that's another huge part of it. The way we evolved was in community. We shared with mm. each other every day. We went out and moved our body and had to go either forage and gather or hunt, right? We've lost this connection to our food, to our body, to the water, to the land. We are designed to be harmonious, to move with one another, to live in community, but we've become so isolated. These phones, yes, we can reach somebody on the other side of the world, but we feel so alone even though we're surrounded by people. I live in a neighborhood where I can literally throw a rock and hit the next house. <laughs> and I don't know my neighbors. Okay. We barely ever talk and we live within throwing distance. That is not human nature. We're designed mm. to connect right? Because we all have this piece of the puzzle that we call life. And if we don't come together, we don't get it. Like when we talk, I get downloads. I'm like, wow, I never saw it like that. Because you have this piece of the puzzle we call life, mm. but we're out of our natural state. And I feel like if people can return to the basics, you can learn to move, which is the water within. You can learn to be still, which is the earth. You can learn to transform your body physically and mentally the fire, and you can learn to tap into something higher, the ether, and breathe. <laughs> I love that. If you master the basics of life, you can master the complexities. That's what uh, I think we've lost. Yeah, and I, I'm, a, and I'm an eternal optimist. I think these are things like, um, it's like the phoenix from the flames. I think these things happen for us to our society. We get involved in it. We get caught up in the mm -hmm. drama of it. And then because it's so painful we look for ways to transcend it we look for ways to come out of it and more and more people are beginning to talk about mental health they're talking about breath work there's more people asking me about the ego uh, michael singer's book um the untethered soul gets talked about much more everyone's asking if i've read it of course um so there's there is an awareness growing there is an awareness growing but it, and i think that has come from that that longing that pain that there must be something else to this I know it worked for us, what happened to me. I don't know if that's what you know led this to, to for you, but it was the pain of what I was going through that said, fuck, what, what am I supposed to do with this anxiety disorder? I need something. There has to be something else. And anxiety for me was the best gift ever yeah. because it's given me this. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I can do what I love on a day-to-day -day yeah, basis. You know, So from pain to, you know, yeah, pain to transcending and still doing that, still learning. Even. Pain to passion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So Joe Dispenza says that, would you rather learn in a state of pain and suffering or a state of inspiration and joy? And yes, I went through my fair share of pain. I didn't actually realize how much I was storing from my childhood until breath work. So that resurfaced a lot of the pain that I was holding. 
but I choose inspiration and joy. Mm. I don't want to wait until my body is failing me to make a difference in my life. I want to be the light, lighthouse for those lost at sea in the storm. Mm. I want to be the one breath of fresh air that you come across that changes you forever. Because guess what? Somebody can be on the brink of suicide and you sharing a smile and saying, hey, I like your I like your shirt could shift your life forever. Mm. So I believe in we are all one. We are all the same exact energy put into different vessels, different bodies, different animals, different everything. And if you can remember that, then why wouldn't you give yourself love? Why would you tear yourself down on a daily basis? Negativity has become a trend and it's not a trend that I'm with. So I'm trying to be the opposite. I'm trying to be the change I want to see. And uh, I I agree with you 100%, Paul, because pain is the best teacher, but a lot of people don't see it that way. It's they're saying, why did this happen to me instead of why did this happen for Mm -hmm. me instead of thinking, what can this teach me? And I think that little shift to why is this happening to me to what can this teach me is a huge one that can help so, so many people because questions are like keys to the mind. And the better the question, the better the answer you get. If you're asking yourself, why am I such a piece of shit? Your brain's going to be like, well, because you did this, this, and this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you journal at all? Do you use questions like that in journaling? Um, yeah, I, I do. Is it something? 100%. Yeah, yeah, um, I ask myself. What are you going to say? I was, as I said, it's, 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 I think it's life transforming. And if you get the right questions, then again, it's to try and think this mm-hmm. stuff through is way too much, expecting way too much of ourselves. But to write it down and just go through a process, this is where mastery starts to begin to uh, appear and, and insights from your subconscious mind you never would have thought about. But to you, journal, what's your practice? Mm-hmm. My practice is, it first came from my papa. My papa told me one day, he's like, TJ, do you keep a journal? And I was like, no. He's like, I want to let you know the biggest regret in my life is not keeping a daily journal because now I'm 80 years old and I don't remember most of my life. And I thought that was huge. And then I started to realize, wow, I don't remember all the hard times I went through and how far I've come. So I started doing a daily journal practice. And what I do is I ask myself questions. Like, how do I want to show up today? Then later on, I say, where did I fall from grace? That's what Joe Dispenza teaches. Where did you fall from grace? Where did you choose to get off that high flying horse? Where did you choose to fall from that feeling of love? And when you can keep yourself accountable, then you stop doing those things. Now you know how to navigate life because you're more conscious and more aware. You're not that 95% unconscious, subconscious. Now you're here. Now you're awake so you can actually choose how you want to live. And uh, I think that's what journaling is all about, expression and accountability. Absolutely, 100% agree with you. Get journaling. That's what I say to anyone. And if you don't know how to journal, Google it. There are some great, great videos on there on how to do that, (laughs) how to do that. Um, Before we go, what would be one piece of advice you would give to someone who's listening to this show there's lots of information that we have been talking about. It's been a great conversation. What would be one piece of advice that you would give as a, an insight to maybe someone who's about to end, listen, to end our conversation with? They, don't, they might not want it to end, but it's ending. <laughs> hmm. First thing that comes to mind is life is not about me. It's about we. When you ask yourself, how can you serve? 
What problems can you solve? The answers you get give you a sense of purpose. And a life of purpose, a life of service is what fulfills you. Mm. So I say make your journey, make your purpose about something bigger than just you. Because that's something that's deeply ingrained within our consciousness, within our nature, is to do something for more than just you. And uh, yeah. That's beautiful. I think I think that's a good uh, piece of advice. Yeah, that's beautiful. That reminds me what of- What about you, yeah, Paul? I think that's- One piece of advice for you. I was just about to just, what you said just reminded me of, um, don't ask what, you know, think about what you expect from life. Ask what can life expect from you? That's reminded me of what you were talking about just then. It's another way of phrasing it. Um, but I would say that one piece of advice, especially from today's conversation, if, if anyone's new to what we're talking about, is do whatever you can to become aware of your thoughts. You're not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. Do whatever you can. You might not get it now, but when you get it, you'll never see your mind and the world the same way ever again. Yeah, that's powerful, Paul. So my friend, I want to invite you on the 25th of this month to my next breathwork journey. So for anyone who wants to join, it'll be via Zoom. If you can't make it live, there will be a recording on the 25th of this month. Two hours of transformation. You'll never be the same. I'd love to have you there, my friend. Well, I'll have a look at that. Can you, I will, if you give me the link, I will put that into the show notes. And uh, I would really recommend it because I love your vibe. As I said, this this sounds very exciting. I know this type of work can be life transforming. Don't let your ego decide whether you're going to do this or not. Just do it. Click the link. Uh, You'll see it in the show notes and just (laughs) sign up. Todd, you've been a pleasure to talk to. This has been an amazing conversation. Uh, how, how can anyone else reach you? Is, is there any um, any websites or any Instagrams, uh, Instagrams, any uh, social medias uh, that you would like to mention? <laughs> I don't know why I'm adding S to everything. <laughs> Long day. <laughs> Soul Freedom Breathwork. S-O-L Freedom Breathwork on TikTok and Instagram. That's where I'm most active. I do have a YouTube under Todd Newman slash Breathwork. Um, but also my website will be linked underneath here and also on those websites. So all the love to you, friends. Make sure you're breathing. Breath is life. And uh, like Paul said, don't let your mind <laughs> get in the <laughs> yeah. way of life. Do anything you can to become aware that you are aware because you are in there. You're not your thoughts and you're not your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, amazing. Have an amazing rest of the day. And to everyone listening, stay awake, stay aware, and have an amazing day. One thing to note, I have a winner to announce for the three coaching sessions with me on any subject you would like to have coaching on. I have my manager here, Adam Bradley, who is going to pick a random name from our makeshift hat. Okay, are you ready, Adam? Yes, and the winner is... Uh, J Dog 12. So, J Dog 12, if you have sent me your details, I will be in contact with you. If you haven't and are just from a review, please get in contact to claim your prize. I look forward to working with you. Thank you for joining myself and Todd for this high energy conversation. I will definitely get Todd back in the future. If you have any questions you'd like me to put to him, then please contact me in the show notes. Contact details for Todd are in the show notes too, and maybe you'll be joining me in experiencing 
one of his workshops. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the love by sending to someone you think would get a lot from our conversation and also leaving a review to help the show continue to grow. It really would be very much appreciated. Remember, intentionally breathe, stay awake, stay aware and have an incredible day.